0: Persuasion by Jane Austen, Volume 1, Chapter 10. Previously on Persuasion, we have met Anne Elliot, who is our main heroine of the story. She uh, was engaged to Captain Wentworth eight years ago. And was persuaded by her family and Lady Russell to break the engagement. And now, eight years later, things have changed quite a lot. Her family has fallen on hard times. They've rented out their home in the country, and her father and oldest sister have moved to Bath to save money. And they're renting out their home to Captain Wentworth's sister and her husband, Admiral Croft. Anne herself is staying with her youngest sister, who is married to a the other main landowner in the area. So they are now thrown together. Anne and Captain Wentworth are seeing each other quite a lot in company, but are not interacting with each other at all. And we have spent the last couple chapters just basically having Anne moan over, like kind of mourn over Captain Wentworth and think about him constantly and have to watch him sort of courting both of the Musgrove girls, Louisa and Henrietta, and watch him and seem to be having fun and enjoying himself while she just kind of sits in the corner and doesn't talk and just is dealing with all of her emotions and is very overcome by emotions with him all the time. And that's, basically it. We're, we kind of seem to be in a standstill. As of chapter nine, I was getting, I'm getting a little over, just kind of watching and sit in the corner and be sad. I want some plot. That is my goal right now, is I'm hoping to get some plot motion moving forward. We'll see if we can get some of that going into chapter 10. <laughs> We start out chapter 10 with more of the same, that um, Anne is soon in company with all of them, often enough, to have an opinion over who um, Captain Wentworth is interested in. But she is smart enough not to actually tell her hosts, Mr. and Mrs. Musgrove, her sister and her husband, what she thinks. Because she thinks that Louisa is to be rather the favorite. So, for while she considered Louisa to be rather the favorite, she could not but think, as far as she might dare to judge from memory and experience, that Captain Wentworth was not in love with either. They were more in love with him, yet there it was not love. It was a little fever of admiration, but it might, probably must, end in love with some so anne's reading of the situation is that captain wentworth is just kind of having fun and he's not really in love with either of them she thinks he might like louisa a little bit more but she doesn't think he's really in love and charles hater seemed aware of being slighted and yet henrietta had sometimes the air of being divided between them being divided between charles and frederick Um, And Anne longed for the power of representing to them all what they were about and pointing out some of the evils they were exposing themselves to. She did not attribute guile to any. So she's kind of watching this and thinking that, okay, so it seems like Henrietta isn't sure whether she prefers Charles or Frederick. Frederick isn't really in love with either of them, but seems to kind of like Louisa more. She thinks that Louisa seems to have some interest in Frederick, but she doesn't think she's in love with him either. So, and she kind of uh, is saying that I would really love to just go up and shake you all and say, okay, Charles and Henrietta, you like each other. Move on with yourselves. Louisa and Captain Frederick, do you or do you not want to be together? Like, stop with this. Like, maybe sort of, kind of. She doesn't think so and she is very much believing that the captain is a very good person, a good man, and would not be doing anything to cause pain. So she doesn't think that he understands the what's going on with Charles and Henrietta and that he's causing Charles pain. And so she doesn't think that he's specifically trying to break up the whole Charles-Henrietta thing. And that the only thing he's doing wrong is accepting the attentions for accepting must be the word of two young women at once. So I think it's very interesting that she is perceiving this as not Captain Wentworth like actively going after either Louisa or Henrietta, but that he is accepting their attentions, is the way she puts it. And I think that's kind of an interesting way to think about it and kind of true. As far as we can tell it doesn't i mean it's hard to know because captain wentworth is definitely spending a lot of time at uppercross and spending a lot of time with both henrietta and louisa but i tend to agree that i don't think he's actually in love with either of them mostly because of the way this novel is set up and that i think he's still in love with anne um but he's definitely giving the perception that he could be in love and I think Anne is starting to see that that could cause problems, that he is giving the impression that he could be in love and is giving people expectations that could cause problems in the future if he isn't careful. So I think that Anne is starting to see the danger that I'm not sure Captain Wentworth is seeing at this point. Then we see that after a short struggle, Charles Hayter seemed to quit the field and three days had passed without his coming one step across a most decided change. And And they're kind of worried about him. And Mary is very hopeful that this means that he got a dismissal from Henrietta and her husband was under the constant dependence of seeing him tomorrow. So he doesn't think anything's happened and Anne could only feel that Charles Hater was wise. So she just sees it as a good idea for him to kind of bow out for a minute and not, like, try to cause a scene with all that's going on. Um, And I think that's also part of because she doesn't really think that there is anything going on between Captain Wentworth and Henrietta. And so it'll be fine if they just kind of, if he just waits it out for a minute. So then we go into a specific day, it's a fine November day, and the Miss Musgroves came over for no other purpose than to say that they were going to take a long walk, and therefore concluded Mary could not like to go with them, and when Mary immediately replied with some jealousy at not being supposed a good walker, oh yes, I should like to join you very much, I am very fond of a long walk, Anne felt persuaded by the looks of the two girls that it was precisely what they did not wish. So... The two Miss Musgroves come over and just tell them, hey, we're going to go for a walk. And I'm sure, Mary, you don't want to go. And Mary, just to be contrary, always wants to do what, if, what everybody tells her not to do. or tells She does not like being told that she wouldn't want to do something. So being told that she wouldn't want to If they had just asked her on the walk, she wouldn't have wanted to go. She would have seen it as an imposition. And I'm much too busy to go for a walk, I think. But because they came over and were like, oh, I'm sure you don't want to go. She was like, no, how dare you? Of course I want to go. Because she's just that kind of person. Um, but it's one of those things where you'd think that they would know Mary well enough by now to know that and to be able to approach her better. Or, like, if they don't want her company, which it seems like they don't, why did they come over and tell her they should have just walked off without coming by? Um, and Anne sort of marvels about the family habits of everything being to be communicated. And everything being to be done together, however undesired and inconvenient. Um, But she decides that she's going to go along with them, basically to be there when Mary inevitably is going to decide that she's too tired to go on. Then Anne can walk back with her and the Miss Musgroves can go on with their walk, however they were planning to go on without Mary. And then Mary just continues to complain about how dare they not think that she's a good walker. I'm such a good walker. And, you know, they would have been. And so unlike and that, they would not have been pleased if we refused to join them. I think they would. So they set off and they joined the gentleman who Charles Musgrove and Captain Wentworth had been out shooting. But apparently they had a new dog who kind of ruined the hunting. So they came back early. And so they all go together off on this walk. And now Anne, with the gentleman being part of the group, is like, oh, I shouldn't have come at all and wishes to go back, but doesn't feel like she can. And so she's trying to sort of enjoy the nature. She, you know, she loves, she likes the way autumn looks in the countryside. So she's trying to enjoy the beauty of the beautiful beauty of the day, but instead she is busy listening to the conversation between Captain Wentworth and either of the Miss Musgroves. So one of the things she hears is about um, Captain Wentworth's sister and the Admiral being out in their gig and wandering around and that they, um, it very often happens that they get tossed out as not. And Louisa kind of puts herself forward saying, but if it is, if it were really so, I should do just the same in her place. If I loved a man as she loves the Admiral, I would be always with him. Nothing should ever separate us. And I would rather be overturned by him than driven safely by anybody else. And Captain Wentworth replies with, had you, I honor you. And there was silence between them for a little while. And this sort of messes with Anne's composure a bit she had been trying to think of poetry and things that make her think of autumn and now this particular conversation kind of misses gets that out of her memory and you know they're having this conversation about having I suppose a strong constitution which I think you know is more direct flirting than what we've seen in the past between the two. And then she starts to notice that we're on their way, they're on their way to Winthrop. But when she tries to talk about it, nobody answers her. And in fact, they do get there. And when Mary notices, she gets all mad and says that I, she'd better turn back because she's so tired. And Henrietta almost lets herself be talked into it. But Louisa's the one who kind of strong arms her and Charles into going and visiting the Hargraves there because they're so Charles Hargraves and then she comes back saying er, so she's strong arming them to go and then Charles is trying to get Mary to go with them and, Char- and Mary refuses because she thinks that she is too high and mighty to go see little to see their home And she even says after they leave, it's very unpleasant having such connections, but I assure you I have never been in the house above twice in my life. And Captain Wentworth just kind of looks at her like she's crazy, is my interpretation of it, and walks away. It says he. she received no other answer than an artificial assenting smile, followed by a contemptuous glance as he turned away, which Anne perfectly knew the meaning of. So Mary finds herself a seat to sit at while they're waiting. And then Louisa and Captain Wentworth kind of wander off looking for nuts. And Mary was happy enough when everybody's standing around her. But once those two are gone, she gets kind of querulous, And she is now not happy that they've left her. Because she always wants everybody around her and talking to her. And she decides to go off and find them. So then Anne is sitting there by herself and she hears Captain Wentworth and Louisa come back kind of on the other side of a hedge or some in the hedgerow, um, it says making their way back along the rough sort of wild channel down the center, down the center. So they're in like, I, I'm not sure, but like maybe there's two hedges and they're kind of walking along the middle and Anne's on the outside. Somehow they're walking by like behind a hedge or in a hedge or somehow that they're walking close past her so that she can hear them, but they can't see her. So they don't know if she's right there. Um, so they come back down talking. And what Anne hears is them talking about first, the fact that Henrietta has gone down to see Charles. Um, and saying that Louisa made that happen. And Louisa says of herself that, or says that she would never be frightened from a visit by such nonsense as what Mary was doing. And would I be turned back from doing a thing that I had determined to do and that I knew to be right by the airs and interference of such a person or of any person I may say? No, I have no idea of being so easily persuaded. Um, And that I have no idea of being so easily persuaded, I think really... Although Louisa has no reason to know it is like hitting Anne on the head with, you know, you were persuaded, but Louisa has a much more firm character, which is exactly what, again, not necessarily what Anne knows, but what Frederick has said he wants, that he wants somebody with a firm character and who won't be persuaded. You know, he sees that persuasion of Anne as being a weakness in Anne, so this is exactly what he said he wanted and you know he then praises Louisa for helping to make sure that Henrietta goes back and he indicates that he understands what's going on between Henrietta and Charles um, and that they're in those circumstances or I, I need not affect to have no comprehension of what's going on. I see that more than a mere dutiful morning visit to your aunt was in question. So she knows that Charles Hayter and Henrietta were like courting and he seems to accept that and kind of say, he's basically indicating that he gets that they're courting and that's fine and whatever. And he says, and woe betide, betide him and her too when it comes to things of consequence. When they are placed in circumstances requiring fortitude and strength of mind, if she have not resolution enough to resist idle interference in such trifle as this, your sister is an amiable creature, but yours is the character of decision and firmness, I see. The wor- it is the worst evil of too yielding and too in- and indecisive a character, that no influence over it can be depended on. You are never sure of a good impression being durable everybody may sway it let those who would be happy be firm and again that is such a dig at Anne that specifically so Captain Wentworth is the one saying that so he I feel is making a dig at Anne even though he has no reason to necessarily know that Anne can hear him and Louisa doesn't understand that that's what he's saying but the subtext I think of what he's saying is a dig at Anne of like her not being firm enough in character and again that weakness that he saw in her having no resolution and that you can't depend on people with an indecisive character because everybody may sway it so things could change from day to day and you can't really depend on them and it's very much, I think, to get, like I said, a dig on Anne for being indecisive in the past. And I think that's how she would take it as well. And he ends with, my first wish for all whom I am interested in is that they should be firm. And when he's just done, Louisa doesn't answer. And it would have surprised Anne if she could... After such a speech, such words of such interest, spoken with such serious warmth, she could imagine what Louisa was feeling. So, Anne is interpreting this as being a very, like, heartfelt moment. There's a lot of warmth in what he's saying, which I'm reading is this kind of love. That she is seeing this as very, like that he is very much turning his attention very specifically to Louisa now as opposed to just kind of generally flirting with both of the Musgrove girls. He is now very specifically flirting with Louisa and you know being more serious about it and so she I think is now thinking that he is really going to court Louisa. Then they change topics, and Louisa talks about Mary, being good enough, in good-natured enough in many respects, but she does sometimes provoke me excessively by her nonsense and her pride, the Elliot pride. She has a great deal too much of the Elliot pride. We do not, we do so wish that Charles had married Anne instead. I suppose you know he wanted to marry Anne. And after a moment's pause, Captain Wentworth says, "Do you mean she refused him?" And I think that's interesting that he has, that they specifically point out he has a pause there, which I'm, he's startled or confused or something by the fact that she, that she refused Charles. Um, And he asks when that happens and she doesn't know exactly, but a while ago, Um, but like an an aunt but she thinks about a year before he ended up marrying Mary instead. And I'm reading a lot into this pause of Captain Wentworth, you know, thinking about it, but I am still stuck to my gun that Captain Wentworth, even with all this seeming warmth, I feel like there's a lot of misunderstanding going on here because I think Louisa and Anne are both seeing this interchange of him, like giving some very, warm praise to Louisa's character as being specifically for Louisa that he's going to, that he's courting Louisa whereas I am reading it from his perspective as he's more talking about how he wishes Anne was more like that because he's still I think in love with Anne and how he really is still mad at Anne for not being as firm and so I don't know that he's necessarily trying to be as romantic towards Louisa as Louisa is taking it or even as Anne is taking it towards Louisa. I don't know that he's necessarily seeing it that way. But Anne definitely is. And I don't know. I am unsure. I'm just st- stuck on that. that He obviously has to still be in love with Anne because that's what this story is, right? So but it does seem very he does seem to be getting very close to louisa and i hope he doesn't break louisa's heart because that would be sad um and so louisa i'm not sure if louisa feels it either like is louisa actually in love with him because Anne didn't think so before and now she sort of seem at least doesn't answer him when he says this stuff that seems more you know close and romantic she doesn't know how to answer it and then she quickly changes the topic to Anne and her brother almost marrying him or wanting to marry Anne and that I think pulls Mr. Captain Wentworth out of it again and thinking about Anne and the fact that Anne had the option to marry somebody else and it was still single like she could have married somebody and what does that mean And then Louisa says that they think that Charles, that, um, that Anne said no to Charles Musgrove because she, they think that she was, um, persuaded by Lady Russell, that Lady Russell did not think Charles was learned or bookish enough to please Lady Russell and therefore she persuaded Anne to refuse him. So it's again that persuasion thing, like, so Louisa is painting this picture that Anne, for a second time was persuaded to turn somebody down by lady russell although in this case we know that not to be the case because lady russell thinks that she should have married charles and actually wanted her to so in this case that was actually a case where anne um was a little bit stronger in her her thoughts about it and was kept herself from being persuaded but that's not how it's presented to captain wentworth and that's the end of the conversation she hears. They move on and her emotions are very strong for having heard, you know, the captain give such a, you know, loving sort of compliment to Louisa. It must seem like a very intimate moment between them and that conversation that Anne is overhearing. Um, and then also hearing Louisa kind of unintentionally tell Captain Wentworth that Anne is even more persuadable than he thought and was like that did that again Mm, making it even making her seem even worse um and so she is just again overcome by her emotions same as what we've seen before she's very agitated and as soon as she could calm herself down she went after Mary She finds Mary, brings her back. The whole party's back together again. And they start walking off. And now this time there is Charles is there. Um, So they've added one extra and it seems like Charles, Hayter, and Henrietta are back in good standing together. But it says Anne's of Anne, her spirits wanted the solitude and silence which only numbers could give. Which, I just, I really love that line. The idea of being lost in a crowd. I do think that there's something that can be very isolating about being around a lot of people. Especially if you're more of an introvert. Which I think Anne is. Um, But this idea that you're never more alone than when you're around a lot of people. So, you know, the solitude and silence which only numbers could give. And I find that to be very true. I am... I'm not somebody who's comfortable in crowds really and I do think that there's a lot of you know kind of the anonymity of the city the being lost in a crowd there's a lot of people around it's very you can be very lonely in a crowd and there's a lot going on so people aren't paying attention to you in a way that she would not be comfortable in more of a one-on-one situation at this particular moment in time. So Charles Hayter and Henrietta have made up and they're walking and they're walking together now back towards upper cross and so with that kind of taken up with henrietta now kind of taken out of the equation that leaves louisa for captain wentworth which also puts another kind of layer on this whole conversation that they've been having of louisa pushing henrietta to make up with charles hayter because in that conversation where she's talking with captain wentworth She's very much, you know, saying that, you know, you just have to be firm in your resolve. And he, she's being firm with Henrietta. And Henrietta, that's what Henrietta wants, but she's being talked out of it. And so she's being firm with her. But there's also the point that Henrietta already has Charles Hayter. So she, pushing her out of the way very much leaves Louisa as sort of the victor of Captain Wentworth, right? So now all of his attention can go to. Louisa and he doesn't need to pay attention to Henrietta anymore and so their party walking back breaks up into Louisa and Captain Wentworth Charles Hayter and Henrietta and then Charles Musgrove Mary and Anne bringing up the rear and Anne is starting to get tired and she is you know being very glad of Charles's arm but he's angry with his wife, Mary, and so kind of abandons them both in a way, in a you know, in a way to get away from Mary. And Mary is complaining and lamenting of being ill-used, as she always does. And they're wandering around, and then they hear a carriage coming by, and it turns out it is Admiral Croft's gig. And he and his wife are on their way driving home, and they offer to take one of the ladies back to upper cross since they're going to be driving past there anyway. Um, if anybody's specifically tired and nobody takes them off on their offer and they're kind of wandering, they're going to head out when suddenly captain Wentworth goes up to his sister and says something to her that we don't know what it is, but whatever he said was obviously pointing his sister at Anne because she quickly says, Oh, Miss Elliot, I'm sure you were tired. Um, please let us take you home blah 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 and eventually kind of talks her into it but i think she also more than being talked into it captain wentworth comes over and like takes her arm and helps her up into the carriage is the impression i get they don't say exactly but it says yes he had done it she was in the carriage and felt that he had placed her there that his will and his hands had done it that she owed it to his perception of her fatigue and his resolution to give her rest. She was very much affected by the view of his disposition towards her, which all these things made apparent. This little circumstance seemed the completion of all that had gone before. She understood him. He could not forgive her, but he could not be unfeeling, though condemning her for the past, and considering it with high and unjust resentment, though perfectly careless of her, and though becoming attached to another, still he could not see her suffer, without the desire of giving her relief. It was a remainder of former sentiment. It was an impulse of pure, though unacknowledged friendship. It was a proof of his own warm and amiable heart, which she could not contemplate without emotion so compounded of pleasure and pain that she knew not which prevailed." so she is now thoroughly convinced that he is going to be courting louisa even the only last chapter she didn't really think that he was in love with her louisa um but now she thinks that he's courting her which i think from what she's heard in the conversation that i mean is a fair honestly judgment to make that conversation they were having from having read jane austen in general and you know regency era that's he was the was very pointed compliments to Louisa I think that's a fair enough assessment to make that he's becoming attached to Louisa even if she doesn't think that his heart is necessarily completely touched at this point point. and so she is so kind of overwhelmed by the fact that Frederick Captain Wentworth was um, so in tune with her that he realized she needed rest and helped her get that rest That she kind of misses the conversation for a while and comes back, kind of comes to back to the conversation with the Admiral and his wife talking about Frederick. And saying that he must be, he must want one of the Musgrove girls and you know, you've been long enough, you'd think he would have made up his mind about which one. And the Admiral kind of saying that if we were still at war and he had to go back, he would have chosen by now. That it's just the fact that he, that we, that he is... Sort of at liberty and we're not at war that he's taking his time and they even talk about how quickly that the admiral and his wife got together or got married and mrs croft doesn't actually want to talk about it and it seems a little embarrassed by how quickly it happened um and they don't say how quickly specifically but it sounds like it was very very fast engagement And then they just talk about both the girls being very good-humored and unaffected, and either of them, the admiral seems very clear that he thinks either of them would be great and bring company, and Mrs. Croft, in a calmer calmer praise, such as made Anne suspect that her keener powers might not consider either of them as quite worthy of her brother, even though that they are good-humored and unaffected girls and a very respectable respectable family so it seems like the admiral thinks that they're kind that both of the musgrove girls are kind of interchangeable and frederick should just pick one and marry one and it's fine they're good girls it'll be great and mrs croft is the one who's a little bit less ready to just say that he should marry one of them um seems at least according to Anne, Anne thinks that Mrs. Croft might not really think that either of them is such a great match for her brother. But they both seem to agree that he's he's planning to marry one of them too. so it's kind of this general assumption. Captain Wentworth is going to marry one of the Musgrove girls and the kind of progress we've gotten through this walk today is that he has chosen Louisa over Henrietta or had Louisa kind of chosen for him since Henrietta sort of took herself away to Charles with Charles Hayter. So um, had that, he kind of had that choice made for him and he's just kind of going along with it and now paying his attention to Louisa, which now that I'm saying that out loud seems a little out of character for him, that he would just kind of let that happen. But if Anne is correct, that his, his emotions are not really engaged, so to speak, that he is not necessarily in love with either of them it sort of makes sense that he doesn't really matter it doesn't really matter which one it is and um at this point at least we really haven't seen much character wise that's very different between them although louisa is saying that she is a firmer character than henrietta i don't know that we've necessarily seen proof of that i honestly they seem to be very similar girls at this point to me at least Anyway, the conversation is kind of interrupted by the fact that they almost hit a post on the side of the road and um, Mrs. Croft has to take the reins and kind of save them and she has to do that again to keep them out of a rut or and away from a dung cart, which would have been a very uncomfortable uh, situation, I'm sure. And so, and Anne, with some amusement at their style of driving, which she imagined had no bad representation of the general guidance of their affairs, Found herself safely deposited by them at the cottage. So, this last conversation between Miss Admiral Croft and Mrs. Croft, I think, is emblematic of Anne thinks that they are the only happy marriage that she knows of. That's, um, I mean, Mr. and Mrs. Musgrove, the elder Musgroves, we have no reason to think that they have a bad marriage, so to speak, but we don't actually see them interact at all, at least not yet um they they don't seem to interact we've seen Charles Musgrove and Mary Musgrove and they don't seem to have a very happy marriage again they kind of seem to rub along okay but neither of them really seem to like each other or like spending time together so to speak um and those are really the only other married couples we've really seen because we have because Sir Walter Elliot's wife was dead before the before the book started and based on his character and what we see of him i i doubt his poor wife was all that happy with him he doesn't seem like he would have been a good husband and then we know about lady russell and her late husband but we never saw them interact either so we don't know if they had a great marriage so we don't have a lot of good marriages here um and the crofts are kind of the couple that are happy together and i think it's interesting that we this little insight into seeing them together and interacting and having this kind of nice little conversation with each other and how Anne sees the fact that the Admiral is doing most of the driving but then his wife kind of comes in to save them from disaster every now and then is sort of emblematic of their relationship as a whole and how um she I'm kind of seeing Mrs. Croft as being sort of the brains of the operation (laughs) of their marriage which is sweet and that was and that's really where chapter 10 ends with just with them depositing her back at the cottage and i will say that this this chapter was again was more interesting so i was not happy with chapter 9 as you probably could have seen i was getting bored with the whole and we watched captain wentworth flirt with the musgroves and Anne is sad about it um and even though this chapter is yet again we watched captain wentworth flirt with one of the mus this time with one of the musgroves and Anne's sad about it at least it's a little more specific and we get to see some of the his gripes against Anne honestly in his praise of Louisa most of that praise is I think more bitterness against Anne saying that it's the worst evil to be too yielding and indecisive a character I really think that he is talking against Anne even though he's talking to Louisa um which is probably not the best idea on his part. But I do think that's kind of what's happening there. So I think that that's interesting that we actually get to see kind of in his words. What his thoughts are and where he's, where he's coming from in this perspective. Um, and saying that people should be firm in their convictions and in their character. And I think that that does sort of move a little bit of plot along knowing that kind of getting to hear him put point out what he wants to say about that and we also have the kind of push forward in that he's now not just flirting with both of the Musgrove girls that he seems to have sort of landed on Louisa by default so that moves things forward a little bit as well um but we I mean that's really what has happened in this chapter right what we got out of this chapter is Anne is still very sad about this whole situation and having to listen to him flirt, but we are hearing him kind of. We're hearing Captain Wentworth express more of exactly why he's mad at Anne, and to me, that also is showing us showing us that he is that he's still in love with Anne, even though he's griping at her. He is still in love with her because he. That's. I mean, if he wasn't still in love with her, he wouldn't be mad about it, right? Like, he wouldn't need to, like, keep pushing that narrative and be, and talking about how, he wouldn't still be so heated and upset about this, her not having a firm character if he didn't still care about her. Like, if it wasn't still painful to him, it wouldn't matter. You know? So, I think it is another sense that he still, he still loves Anne, and that's why the pain is still so fresh- And why he is still so upset about what happened. Um, And I think from his perspective, that's kind of all that conversation was. But from both Anne and Louise's perspective, I think that that was a very complimentary love kind of conversation that he didn't realize he was doing. And so I'm wondering if there anything will come of that. Like I said, I don't, I really don't want him to break Louisa's heart in this situation. Um, and I'm worried that something like that might happen. Um, because, you know, he's been paying attention. Everybody seems to think her family thinks that his family thinks that everybody thinks that he's going to marry, at this point, Louisa Musgrove. And I don't think that that's where he's at. I hope not because again he's supposed to end up with Anne obviously that's where this is going so how how do we get Louise out of the picture what's going to happen to Louisa something has to happen with he and Captain Wentworth and Louisa's relationship needs to come to some sort of head um for the story to move forward in an acceptable way I think and I don't know how long that's going to take But i hope soonish because i really i don't want i don't want the relationship between captain wentworth and louisa to grow because i don't like watching my hero flirt with somebody who's not he's not supposed to flirt with he's supposed to end up with anne i am very convinced of this all the way he's going to end up with anne so i don't i don't want to watch him keep flirting with louisa so i hope that something comes to a head somehow something changes I don't know how we're going to get out of this Louisa situation but something's got to happen to get him out of the Louisa situation um whether she's interested in somebody else or whatnot um if somebody else comes on the scene we haven't heard that she had some sort of bow in the wings the way Henrietta did um and I don't know if there's like other people I don't know other friends coming to the neighborhood to visit Kellynch or something maybe the admiral must know a lot of navy men maybe he knows some other single guys who can come and one of them can marry louisa i'm not sure but i i feel like there needs to be somebody else for louisa louisa needs to find get get interested in somebody else to sort of set captain wentworth free because i don't want to continue watching them flirt together And I don't want to watch him break Louisa's heart. Because I don't think his heart is engaged with Louisa. And I'm not sure that Louisa's is engaged with him necessarily. But I think it's more engaged than his is. And I think she could fall in love with him. If that was kind of the direction they were going. So I hope it's not. I hope that um, this relationship is coming to a close. Somehow it'll come to a head and something will happen. So that we get Louisa sort of out of the way and open the open the way for Captain Wentworth to look at Anne again because I'm convinced he's still in love with her even though and that's why he's so mad at her you know he's so mad at her if he was over her and it was done and over he wouldn't be so mad at her in my opinion you know the strength of his anger kind of shows the strength of his continuing regard so we still have not seen them interact at all though So I'm still hoping and waiting for a conversation, a real interaction between Captain Wentworth and Anne. That like they actually talk to each other. That still needs to happen. Um, I am assuming we're going to Bath soon because we're getting to the end of volume one. And again, I thought this book had a lot happening in Bath and we still have not made it to Bath yet. So I'm waiting for Bath. Um, I'm waiting for... Frederick and Anne to actually have a conversation and not just be in the same room looking at each other I am hoping that this situation with Louisa Musgrove comes to some sort of head and she goes off after some other guy somehow because I I am tired of watching I'm feeling the position of Anne and I'm tired of watching Captain Wentworth flirt with Louisa I don't want to watch that anymore so I'm hoping that comes to a head soon and that's gone and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm wanting that conversation between the two. I'm wanting Louisa out of the way. And But we still have an entire volume of book left. So I don't think that we're going to get to any sort of resolution between Anne and Frederick anytime soon. But I really do want to actually see them interact um, to hopefully get closer in that direction somehow. So that's what I'm hopeful for. And that is the end of chapter 10. We'll be back next time with chapter 11.